Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehab Ups podcast. We're back again, Group B, second showing, Group B the sequel. We're going to talk about the uh, returning five contestants to battle it out for the Super 9. And it's going to be a fun one. I feel calm. I feel excited. This has been a great group so far. And I'm excited to break everything down. I'm your host, Puya, the tea leaf, Zanvakili. And as always, I'm not alone. Got my partner in crime here. It's Liana, the cheddar Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Oh, my God. Super cheesy. Just like the weird cheese being thrown around by the backup dancers of the mouse. That was very, very bizarre. I really enjoyed this episode and I'm... I needed it, to be honest, to bring me back up from what was a rough Survivor Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to breaking everything down. Yeah, I just I would just like to go on record and say that I also thought that the cheese throwing was not Gouda. So (laughs) there you have it. Yeah. So we we get back, you know, it's it's, it was a fun episode. (laughs) It was stupid. What's stupid? (laughs) Can we like not start it off with some cheese puns? You said very cheesy, and then I had to do good after. There was no other option. Yeah, it's not, but it was not a good joke. (laughs) Call me the Swiss because my trains are always on time. (laughs) What? You could have said, call me the Swiss Army knife because I'm prepared for every situation. Yeah, but the trains are always on time. I will call me the Swiss because I'm neutral on whatever's going on here. (laughs) This podcast is so holy. (laughs) Okay, can we just restart? (laughs) It's too late. The the, the trains were on time and now they're already going off the rails. So we need to keep keep on uh, uh, choo-chooing along. Catch me with that Sunday milk. (laughs) All right, well... I'm just going to forget the mustard and go karate time. We get back to another episode. Uh, we get this like weird recap at the beginning and they talk about, you know, Robin Thicke's there. I guessed Sean White and it was Lil Wayne. I won't trust my instincts again. The judges talk about how they're one, uh, one out of four and they have to step their game up and they're worried. And uh, I got to say, we're, we're doing pretty good. We're doing the opposite of them. We were wrong on one completely and then we kind of got there with the rest of them. So good that us. was a really weird long intro video package. Yeah, I had no was- <laughs> idea what was going on. I was like, what are you doing? What are you out of content for this episode? Was there not enough? You had to pad the show. It felt like they were very insecure about their their picks. Like this is the fifth episode of the season. And without a doubt, every episode we've had at least one instance where they bring up the fact that they were wrong on Lil Wayne. It's like they're a badge of shame. Yeah, well, as Nicole said, this season, it's sink or swim. What? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, sure, so you got Lil Wayne wrong, you're going to keep bringing it up, but I don't think that that's how this show works. Like, I don't think it matters. I mean, they they don't have any stakes like that. Like, there's no scoreboard, the judges don't win anything. I don't know. It was very odd. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's actually just thought of this fresh off the dome. So I'm going to throw it and see if it fits. So let's say they reformat some stuff around. okay? and now there's some stakes for the judges. What if 
after the uh, once because like right now we have the Super Nine this season. So let's say next year's iteration of the Super Nine, whatever that is, the amazing eight or what have you. The judge with the most correct guesses should get like a veto. What do you think of that? They should get to stay. <laughs> and then we get rid of the judges that are bad at this. Like, What if this is a situation where Ken Jong gets his Victor Oladipo and then where we have to keep Ken Jong and flush the others? Nah, I think it's cumulative. So like Robin Thicke and Nicole can probably stay. The other two can go. Well, considering there's one winner. Jamie Foxx can stay. He did a good job, I thought. But he didn't get a right guess. How about they just let me pick? Okay. That I think seems... that makes the most sense. So, Rob asked you this in the premiere episode. Who is your dream panel? Uh, <laughs> Fergie, Shaka Khan. Who else has messed up? Is this... Uh, <laughs> I'll take a, who has butchered the national anthem for 200, yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I probably should have thought about that. Rob asked it and then I completely forgot to even ask me that question. Hey, actually, I have a few things to say. Can I say them? Yeah. Okay. So a few people reached out to me and said that they are currently taping the mass singer and some people have gone to tapings after the final nine. So, so much for live voting. I'm very disappointed, but thank you all for the information. Also, um, I got some comments from people who were at the tapings of some episodes and sort of talked about how it's really hard to hear the singing voice depending on where you're sitting. So sometimes, you know, if you're voting, they can imagine that people would be voting based on performances. So I think that there's a lot of variability kind of in what the audience is seeing versus what we are seeing, which I think totally makes sense. You know, you have a live performance versus what's being taped and being sent on TV. Also, the people who are in the audience don't have any idea about the past performances. So, for example, if you have a performer that slipped one week, you have no idea what they did, if you're the audience, what they did in previous weeks. So even though it's like, oh, this was a really good performer, but they had a one bad week, it's easy enough for them to slip to the bottom and potentially be voted out. So I just wanted to share those things. Thank you, everybody who reached out to me. I hear you. We do hear you. I'm just going to throw myself in there as well because I support it. Okay. Um, It still doesn't ask the big question to me of, how did the white tiger get through? But we'll 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 cap that for the super nine. We'll discuss well, because it of the, then. The, 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 the dancing and the the razzle McDazzle. McDazzle is this sponsored <laughs> by McDonald's now? I don't know. I was trying to switch it up, man. Hey, you don't. You never razzle? need to switch up a razzle dazzle, and we'll razzle get into McDazzle. that. What does that Had sound a like? Farm. Oh my god, <laughs> old McDazzle had a farm. <laughs> um, that actually sounds like something that could be from the McDonald's um, ice cream machine if it ever worked. It's got sprinkles on it, the Razzle McDazzle. So you're welcome, McDonald's. Don't give away free marketing ideas. Sorry. Oh. Good thing it's an, a podcast. You can edit it out, right? Right. But I feel like we we the the people deserve to hear the greatness that is coming out of your mouth. Oh so. my gosh, I doubt that. That's <laughs> a very high compliment, and I don't think that it's appropriate. But sure, you know what isn't appropriate? The fact that we get to see in the preview that the guest judge this week is Gabriel Iglesias, but then they still have the audacity of having him wear the mask in the opener when they're introing him. Like, why do we see you in the preview then, bruh? 
Yeah, first of all, wear the mask is probably the wrong word to use, considering that he was just holding it with his hands. Um, that was really, really weird. Chandler wrote to me and was like, please discuss Gabrielle Iglesias' mask. <laughs> and I was like, yes, 100%. It was way too small. He was just holding it up in front of his face. I don't even think it was a mask. Um, as Chandler pointed out, it looks like a bad table decoration from Pier 1, which 100% it does. Uh, very, very strange. I don't think it classifies as a mask. I don't think it was on his head. I mean, masquerade masks don't sit on your face. You hold... No, opera masks don't. You hold them in front of your face. Well, masquerade masks are the same. Yeah, but yeah, but still, they're not the... They should have to wear stuff on their head. If they're going to do the whole mask thing. Or just don't. Because you're going to spoil your show anyway with your weird video package in the beginning. So then why bother? Right. It's like you might as well have not have. Um, But honestly, so I... When I first got into watching stand-up comedy, we're talking like 2007. Um, Fluffy, a.k.a. Gabriel Iglesias, was one of the first two comedians that I had ever checked out. And I liked them a lot. Obviously, as the years went by, I was like, it's getting a little repetitive. But I really enjoyed having him on the episode, and I thought he was a good guest judge. Yeah, I thought he was fine. Um... Power rank the four guest judges we've had. Okay, Jamie Foxx. Okay. And others. No, I think then it's Gabriel, then it's Jason Biggs. Then it's Leah Remini. Yeah. I think Jamie Foxx did the best. I, I don't know. I thought that Gabrielle Iglesias was fine, but there was mm-hmm. nothing that made me say, say, oh, I want you to come back next week. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Foxx is in a league of his own for sure, though. Yeah. That I will co-sign. Um, Nick Cannon walks out in his tux and his exceedingly obnoxious robe. Don't really have much else to say about it. Um... I also did have in my notes, it's really stupid that Gabriel's holding a mask in front of his face, but you already touched on that. And uh, I, uh, this is where I was reminded that the White Tiger's in the Super 9, which, again, how did this happen? Um, But there's not much else fluff besides Fluffy in the beginning, as they dove us right into the first performer uh, with the anti-ripener injections. The banana was getting prepped, primed. And here comes the banana. Liana, walk us through the banana's clue package for the second time around. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to address what happened in the pre-clue segment. First Mm -hmm. of all, he was being injected by anti-ripener, which I thought said Kripener. And I googled Kripener. It's not a thing. I went back to relook at the cock uh, (laughs) tube with written anti-ripener on it with a sharpie so i was completely wrong but then if you actually watch he looks like he's being tortured okay banana does not look like he's having a good time or maybe i don't know if it was supposed to be like he was getting tattooed or something he was being tortured by men in banana masks and the banana masks will come again later in the song and they were very terrifying so i just wanted to point that out truly a thing of nightmares those uh, banana masks and uh, I can't believe you had to Google what Kripener is. What's Kripener? Nothing. But it's, you Googled yeah, it. No, I, well, I know, but that's because I thought it might be a clue. <laughs> <laughs> the the banana, like, is Kripener a person? Maybe Kripener is a person. No. Uh, Google was like, did you mean Kripener, Kripener, Ripener, Kreiner? Like, it was definitely not a thing. 
Yeah, Google was conf- just as confused as we were as to why you Googled this. Um, but I do have to say this is a good time to talk about real quick. I got to imagine before they announce clue package, those are not canon clues. You don't think um, so? No, until the canon has brought us into the clue package, then those clues are not canon. Okay, well, he was being tortured by the banana man, so. And that's all we needed to know before we dove right in. Um, so the banana talked about how they never knew how cathartic it would be to make it to the next round. Now they want to get further. There was a clock or a watch. It was at 2.13 p.m., which we later found out is the area code for L.A., uh, which I didn't know. And uh, the banana said, get her done. There were a lot of cowboy boots. There were a couple uh, parody TV shows, Banana Chips, Sons of Bananarchy. Um, There was a banana blender and then the banana needs a rebranding. And then the banana said, tonight I'm embracing my flaws. And all of this reminded me of Rob talking about someone being canceled and wanting to have a new image. And I was like, I hope Rob's not right. I don't know who this could be. Uh, What did you feel about the clue package? Um, okay, so the main thing that stood out to me was, in addition to all of the things that you mentioned, the four dudes that were supposed to do the rebranding. Yeah. Okay, they all had on wigs, like big hair, like some of them had 80s hair. So I think it could be somebody from like an 80s hair band. Kind of style. What's I don't know what Molly Crew is up to. It's like, um, oh, Molly Crew's a hairband. Yeah, like an eighties, like eighties hairband. Is like it because glam, of like their hair? hair they're yeah. called hairband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like so. The, Aerosmith would be a hairband. Sure. Yeah. It like describes sort of a oh. genre of music. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. So yeah. So anyway. Um. And uh, yeah, like big hair is kind of what it was. Mm-hmm described by anyway so i was thinking somebody from that i don't know what any of them are up to but that would also fit with kind of like the whole partier oh i'm a i'm a oh yeah partier whatever i and then i don't know the cowboy boots that's as far as i got also star of own show on cable do you think that that was what i think i can't remember if it's jenny who said oh they haven't had a show yet or do you think that they had a show and this was supposed to be a hint to that show they could have had a show because, I mean, he's sit- they're sitting across four people. You could think of it as like a panel of four, like maybe judges or um, like critics, something like well, that. The quote, the quote was star of my own show on cable like that orange. Do you think orange refers to Donald Trump <laughs> like it's The Apprentice? But the, like apprentice the Apprentice was on. Yeah, but The Apprentice was on cable, right? I mean, I think so. What channel was it on? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause like I, the thing is with the, with the banana is that I, like I've heard get her done before. I don't know where it originates from, but then the cowboy boots. And then like, I thought about going into digging and seeing if there's any link between anyone from chips and anyone from sons of anarchy, because I haven't watched either show before mm-hmm. and I didn't end up doing that. And I, I still go back to the biggest clue for me amongst spread across two episodes is the blue collar just being blatantly a blue collar. So um, I think it's that's like the the most important clue for me. Now, where we go with that, is it the blue collar comedy tour that they keep mentioning? Is it someone who's just like a 
like a blue collar per like Larry the cable guy based on the clues makes sense but I also know he's a bigger gentleman so I don't I know it's not him but I don't know who it could be could it be like the guy who did um, my name is Earl could it be Earl maybe I don't know uh no uh wasn't didn't he become a Scientologist and I don't think he was part of uh I don't think he was part of the blue collar comedy tour. What's that guy's name? Oh my God. Uh, uh, Jason see. Lee, Jason Lee. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I don't, it's definitely not Jason Lee. Jason Lee is also very tall. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it's hard to have a sense, but I don't think the banana is like super tall. I think if you were, if you were going to pick one of the comedians from the blue collar comedy, it's probably either Jeff Foxworthy or Bill Ingvall just based on the body proportions. Yeah. Which like, Jeff Foxworthy was what I was thinking last week, but I didn't see anything that kind of links us back here. If we saw like even an apple somewhere, I would be like, oh, isn't that kind of like the logo for Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? But yeah. I didn't see that. No, it's somebody who's undergoing bananagement management. <laughs> that was the sign I appreciate on the door. That. Yeah, I had to pause to write it down. It's like, what is bananagement management? I mean, it's no crepener for sure, but no, defo not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's somebody who's undergoing some sort of rebranding in their lives. Although I do feel that that's a very common thing that we see on the mass singer in general. It's just people who, oh, I want to prove that I'm something, somebody else. But I don't know. Right. Yeah, it is something that we do witness more often than not, or that people say more often than not that that's mm-hmm. what they were there to do. Um, I will say that if they were trying to go for rebranding, uh, hopefully they take their own notes and next week do not bring out these banana dancers. Uh, so we'll just slide into the performance here. The banana did Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus with some creepy looking backup dancers that were wearing like these blue sky blue banana themed like shorts and shirts and banana masks but then banana pjs yeah it was just so odd and like it was just a not an eyesore but it was an assault on the eyes uh with all the cowboy boots and like the yellow banana boots uh, cowboy boots to go with the pjs and then the background had all these like different like looking cowboy boots like it was so much cowboy boots that um i didn't know what to do with that i did think the song was all right um but i the the audience seemed to have eaten everything up they seemed to love what was happening the banana masks are incredibly creepy oh they are so creepy Mike Bloom mentioned that they look like Mac tonight, which 100% they look like Mac tonight. Oh my God. Who would have thought Mac tonight getting two mentions on our podcast? Incredible stuff. But seriously, they look like the type of thing that the Joker's henchmen would wear when they're robbing a bank. Like those, those are the types of masks that we're seeing. And I hate them. I hate them so much. The banana is my ops. Okay, I'm calling it now. The banana on the mass singer is my ops, not the human underneath. The human underneath is fine. I'm cool with whomever it is, but the banana is my ops. I do not like the banana. And I thought that the song was fine, but I thought, did he miss the beginning of the song? And then he even mentioned afterwards, I think I like he forgot some of the lyrics or something like yeah. that. Uh, the audience also randomly had some foam hats in addition to Gabrielle Iglesias. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah, it was a big pro- banana's the one performer that had like banana props last week and then had 
cowboy hats this week. So I don't know if this was the the bananas idea to have props introduced into the audience or they're just sprucing up the bananas performance. But I will say personally, I didn't even notice that the banana miss lyrics until the end, until they mentioned it, which makes me feel good. Like that's you did a good job if I didn't notice it. Why did only certain audience members get the foam hats, though? It was felt blatantly unfair. It was weird. And why does the banana get hats? Why doesn't, I don't know, the mouse or the kitty cat get hats? Why? I feel like the mouse doesn't get hats because copyright infringement because Disney. Mm. And then the kitty doesn't get hats because um, the kitty doesn't need hats. The banana needs gimmicks. The banana's like, the banana's clue packages have been the most gimmicky, like skitty than anything we've seen before. And then there's all these props. So whoever the banana is, I would love to find out at the end if they had a big control and what they wanted to happen and if their vision is what we're seeing. Because it's very incredible how much they're getting. Who do you think we could get on the podcast to interview? Like, what celebrity is low enough that we could bring him in? Like, from the casts of The Masked Singer? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Um, Let's see. Who do, who do I think... Seal's busy right now, so I don't think he can answer our call. Well, yeah, it, it's because he's busy. <laughs> yeah. Seal is far too important to go on The Masked Singer podcast. Do we think there's anybody that would be at our level? What about Rumor Willis? <laughs> No, Rumor Willis finished like fifth, so she's uh, she's out of our league. Yeah, I meant though more along the lines of their celebrity. Celebrity. Um, What's Tommy Chong up to? You could like smoke a bowl with him and then he'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy, we got some uh, some sativa here for you if you get on the call, man. (laughs) Um... No, I don't know. I'll get back to him now. With Joy Fatone, maybe he he podcasts, so maybe he's the one. All right, we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, we'll uh, put some feelers out, and we'll get back to you, uh, audience, and let you know what happened. <laughs> yeah, if right. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, we're. Yeah. I'm gonna forget about this thought the minute we move into talking about the mouse. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, then let's start getting that way. Uh. Before we do, though. So this week's um, question that Nick Cannon gave to the uh, performers was, what's your favorite subject in school? And the banana said, for me, no doubt it's art. It got me through the toughest times of life. Even though I forgot half the lyrics, it's all about having a good time and probably some other stuff that I couldn't transcribe uh, in real time onto my notes. But that's pretty much the gist of it. It was art. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Got him yeah. through some tough times. So I think that was why one of the reasons why the banana stayed was because it really connected with the audience in terms of, you know, he's he's just here to have fun, even though he forgot the the lyrics. And Ken said it. We are having fun if the performer is having fun. And I guess the banana was having fun. Yeah, exactly. I also loved that Nicole at the end said, we love you, Nana, which I know is supposed to refer to the banana but it just made me feel like she was saying we love you to her grandmother mm-hmm. i love you nana I love you nana <laughs> ken jong went with larry the cable guy nicole went with ed helms again which you know the, the whole office thing versus the hangover thing isn't the craziest connection i've seen happen on the show before so it i actually somewhat like that ed helms. i know it's not 
Okay. I know it's not the Nard dog. I'm just saying I like the connection. I can see why she went there. Because this is like, if I was sitting in that room and just stuck to what I'm seeing to jump to conclusions, I would get, I would land on Ed Helms probably. No, if you listen to the voice though, it's so clearly not Ed Helms. How often am I listening to Ed Helms sing? A frequent. He sings all the time on The Office. He plays the banjo. Yeah. You know who, he can be a little country. No, no, no. It's, it's just not. It's 100% not. Well, I'm, and I'm not saying it is. Stop. You keep trying to make these little bets with me, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> I, did I did I make a bet with you? You're like, oh, you think it's not at Helms. I'm like, well, I know. Stop trying to convince me that I think it's at Helms. <laughs> no, I'm no, all I'm saying is it's not at Helms. I, I agree. Okay. Yeah, but you it's, said it's that you Helms. would get to, you said that you would get if to Ed I Helms. was in that environment, we it love wouldn't you, be far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't Robin Thicket. Never Robin Thicket. Ew, gross. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Gabriel Iglesias one with Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, sorry, Gabriel, it's your first time here, but Billy Bob Thornton's not on the show. Uh, then we got the lasting line from the banana before we moved on. I came here to have nothing but the ultimate fun. I'm feeling the music and feeling the fans. So for me, ultimately, all I feel about the banana is I love that the banana's having fun. I love that the banana is into what they're doing. I love all that. I thought the performance was a lot all over the place, but it was a fun opener. And I could I I felt comfortable in thinking that the banana will be safe without having seen the other performers. Meh, banana can go. Of course, you feel this way. Banana's my ops. (laughs) Well, you know who's not your ops? Can I start a rivalry with the banana? Do you think the banana has a Twitter account? I know I already have a rivalry with David Boreanaz, but I was thinking I could there start one with the banana. No way you can start a rivalry with the banana unmasked mm-hmm. um, and not have it be beef with the celebrity. Yeah, because, that's fair. Yeah, like if you were like, I don't like the monster outfit. Well, it's like, well, clearly T-Pain's not in it and they're using it in other segments. Then it's like, okay, it's clear your ops against the costume, but if you beef with the banana, you're beefing with Ed Helms. I don't want you to do that. Yes, as we all know, it's Ed Helms. Yes, of course, of course, of course. But let's let the mouse out of the house. It's oh, the mouse. That reminds me of the if you give a mouse a cookie. Is that the name of the what? book? What is the book? Yeah, if you is give a, a mouse a cookie, book? then he'll want a glass of milk. And then it's just this progression of this greedy ass mouse that just wants more stuff. I think that there was a moral of the story as a child, but that's what I remember. That gluttony is not good? Well, it just it's this mouse that keeps wanting stuff. Why does it have to be a mouse? Why it gotta be a mouse? <laughs> I don't know, because of the woman who wrote the book. It wrote it to be a mouse. Well, this mouse left a lot to be desired, I felt. Um, no, this personally. mouse. Okay, let me do it. This, but this mouse did not bring down the house. Get it? Look at you, Liana. Because the mouse went home. So you, spoiler alert. The house brought the mouse down. No. 
That yeah. sounds like a disaster. I mean, the mouse did leave. It's disastrous for the mouse. Yeah, but the house didn't bring the mouse down. Okay, we're, yeah, getting, into the house the, we're getting into the weeds here, much like a mouse in a field. Much like Tommy Chong. Uh, yes. All right. Clues. Stage is my second home. Oh, actually, this is why I didn't hate the Tina Turner guess was she, oh. she had a line that said, leave my good job in the city, which from proud lyric from Proud Mary. So that was why I actually didn't hate the Tina Turner guess, even though it was very obviously Dionne Warwick. Yeah, it's definitely not Tina Turner. I, Ken John can hang out with anybody he wants at Costco, but it's not Tina Turner. Yeah, but I, I, I get why you might get Tina Turner from the clues is what I'm trying to say. How the turntables. Oh, how the turn, the Tina turntables. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the other things I saw in the, uh, in the, the clue package, uh, there was like a rhino award, the prayer hands, the white pom pom, the triangle fireplace. I, I, unless we got the reveal, I would have not have known who this is. So, uh, congratulations, Liana. You got it right. Yeah, it, she's just really iconic voice. Although the Tina Turner guess wasn't terrible. <laughs> you keep going back to that, huh? I know, because I appreciate, I, because we were talking about uh, Gabrielle Iglesias, and I want to give him props for that. So, props. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the song choice, uh, this will be. Uh, there are more songs, Dion, that have happened sense like in your heyday um i i think one of the reasons and i think we got some questions about this or like i i've seen some some chatta some chatta about this the the concept of can a legend win and i think one of the reasons why gladys knight was so successful was because she did new adaptations of or did adaptations of new songs. And mm-hmm. I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing songs that you feel com- that you feel comfortable with that you want to do, but I think if you are a competitor coming into the show and you really want to win, I think that there's a formula for success. And I think that if that singing sort of newer songs will really resonate with the audience. Maybe every once in a while you can do something or, or do sort of like a new take, which we'll get to the frog. I'm so excited. Um, get a, do a new take on uh, an older song or something like that. So um, also, you know, it was even the mouse agreed. It was Rocky and I felt a little bad for her. Also the floating cheese, with the cheese fountain and the backup dancers with the cheese was all very distracting as well. So this was not necessarily the best performance from the mouse. And it was kind of sad. I what? okay. So first of all, when you hear this song, this will be by Natalie Cole. What do you think of? I love this song. What's your first, like what's your, what does it remind you of? Me singing in the car when I was little. Aww. We listened to oldies a lot when I was growing up, so. Well, that's a lot nicer than my answer of the first, no, the the Parent Trap movie that I call the original, the Lindsay Lohan one. So it was in that movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big fan. Uh, okay. So I felt similarly about this performance. I'm not going to lie to you. I, so the voice is iconic. This much I can tell. Um, I, It is very unique and I do enjoy it. but. It's a mixture of doing different songs, testing your vocal range a little bit goes a long way. And just te- like showing that you're with the times also helps. 
you know, doing like if it's the exact same voice and it's doing uh, an Ariana Grande song or a new Kesha song like I'm that would be interesting. That'd be fun. So that is one thing. But then the, the the entire motif of the performance was just all over the place. Like the cheese hats and cheese dancers did not fit the song to me at all. It didn't make sense why they're there. But then there's like the 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 floor is like this darker color and there's plants behind her and like the plants are green, but then the cheese is like this bright orange. Like there's too many like contrasting things. You had to pick one and run with it and there were three of them on stage. They look too much. okay. They look like Easter baskets. The things in the background, and it was very confusing. But uh, really, the backup dancers throwing the cheese when they had the two cheese slices, <laughs> and there was that weird shot where it was the mouse from the back looking forward at, towards the the audience and towards the judges, and then you had the two mouse dancers throwing the cheese back and forth. It was very odd. Yeah. I was honestly waiting for one of them to drop the cheese. Uh-huh. So is that a saying? Don't no, drop I think the cut the cheese yeah. is a saying. I don't think drop the cheese is a thing. <laughs> Boy, you about to drop that cheese. <laughs> Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing, but I think you say cheddar or cheddar. You're going to drop the cheddar? Yeah. Boy. No, we're not <laughs> dropping any cheddar here. Girl, you about to drop that cheddar. <laughs> yes. I mean, also, remember, you got introduced as Liana the Cheddar Boris today. That's me. Yeah, that's you. Yes, drop me, um, bro. No, don't Does drop that, that dun da, da. Uh No, okay. I don't think so. I'm just afraid of saying something that may be offensive while I'm making up weird phrases. So, But I trust you to stop me. I mean, the, the putting a lot on my shoulders that I know all the sayings and all the uh, the new uh, the new phrases. I don't. Um, but if I if it sounds out of place, I'll let you know, okay. obviously, or I'll remove it in post. Okay, thank you. Yes, uh, I felt after this performance that I wasn't wowed by it, and it definitely did not feel because I just noticed how into the performance of the banana the judges were and the audience was, and this reaction coming right after was flat. So I did, did not feel good about the mouse at all. I was like, okay, you're in danger. Girl, really you in danger, girl. Yeah. The mouse said that their favorite subject was actually math. Uh, their dad told them that when you look at those numbers, know that those numbers represent your money. So that was the thing. You know, some knowledge, parting knowledge from the mouse. That was cute. That also, women, money. math. Let's go. <laughs> Women in STEM. Woo. Even though it was about money, but that's awesome. Be an accountant. Do you, <laughs> girl. Do you drop that cheddar? <gasps> Count that cheddar. Yes. Oh, that's good. That, that, yes. Okay. Well done, Liana. <laughs> so as far as the guesses went, Liana sided with Ken Jong and said Tina Turner. What? No. Uh, sorry. No, I think it's, I think it's Dion. Well, we know it's Dion Warwick, but I, I knew it's Dion Warwick. Don't, don't, do you see how I felt just eight minutes ago? No. Okay. Well, that's how I felt. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy went with Tracy Ellis Ross, who I just found out was Diana Ross's daughter in the middle of this show. I did not know that. Learning. Wow. Who who said the mass singer wasn't educational? I feel like I've said that before. Who said the mass yeah. singer wasn't educational? Definitely getting some deja vu here. <laughs> and then 
Nicole and Robin went with Dionne Warwick, which by the end of the night, spoiler alert, four out of the five judges said Dionne Warwick upon the reveal. <laughs> like deja vu of Mac tonight with those masks. <laughs> Oof. Not good. <laughs> not good at all. Not good. Um, so a line that stood out to me right after the 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 um, the mouse was taken off stage was them joking about how there's no way Dion and Shaka Khan would be on the same season. And then Ken saying we're all out of legend budget. And I don't necessarily think there's an editing curve that can lead us to knowing things. But after seeing that, I felt very strongly that the mouse was going to lose tonight. Mm, I'm excited for your edgic of the mass singer. De- most definitely. If there's anything that you can count on is that I am a good educator. Uh, also, I don't know if this was announced, but Empire is returning. Where was that announced? It was after the mouse's clue package. Really? Where? Yeah. My, my stream had it. And then like, it was, was it like, we're going to watch the sneak peek to Empire. <laughs> the final oh, 10 episodes. I did not have that. Oh, but boy, you missed out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I got the Canadian version with the commercials. Oh, well, yeah. So I thought that was just them doing promotion. You know, they. OK, here's the thing. I know we give the Mass Singer a lot of crap for doing cross promotion, but they support each other. You know, we should support each other in the way that The Masked Singer supports other Fox shows. I think we do that. You think so? Yeah, I think we're The Masked Singer of podcasts. Okay, you know what we'll do? We'll we'll just have random podcast hosts come on. So we'll get, you know, Amy and Haley from The Bachelor to hop up just to show up for, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 seconds. <laughs> and then just peace out because that seems to be the extent of their promotions. <laughs> hey, let's give that a shot next week. Okay. Who do you want to get? Um, I don't know. I guess we'll all have to tune in next week and hear out for those t- lovely 10 seconds. I don't think anyone will want to come. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to get on this call for like 10 seconds and say hi and then crack a joke and leave? <laughs> no, I got like, better things to do on a Thursday. Antoni- so, okay. Antonio Mazzaro, cool. what's up? Here, you get 10 <laughs> seconds of airtime. <laughs> what, what do you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we truly are the mass singer of podcasts. Liana. Yeah. I was really hopping that you would ask me a question before we moved on. <laughs> but you didn't. I must ask you a question. That is not the <laughs> correct performer segue. Does the frog have a mustache? Can you imagine no. when we get to Mass Singer season 15 and it's the mustache? I'll be like, it's yeah. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> or the sideburn or the mutton chops. The mutton chop. Oh, my <laughs> God. The mutton chop. Did you ever watch Lamb Chop as a kid? Like like the little puppet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was very uh, traumatizing. That made me think of that. I had a Lamb Chop puppet when I was little. Did you uh, make it speak and stuff? Well, my mom... My my like my family did like I don't think I I was never uh, coordinated enough to puppet the puppets. What you don't need that much coordination if you really want to make Lamb Chop come alive. Okay, that's what I'll be. 
I claim lamb chop <laughs> or mutton chop. <laughs> <laughs> there are better characters out there for you, Leon how Boris. You? How, da- <laughs> how dare you? You really busted my cheddar, man. <laughs> Chops was right there. <laughs> no, I tried to make a callback. Bro, inside <laughs> jokes are so funny, okay? <laughs> All right, we we must mut on, move on um, <laughs> to the next performer. Okay, the frog intro, I can't remember if he said this, the frog said this, or if Nick Cannon said this, but leaving the froggy sauce on the stage, what in the mother forking universe does that mean? That is disgusting. Also, he I ate mean, a plastic frog, which means cannibalism. Yeah, it was some self-cannibalizing there. It was kind of weird. Bruh, what? Okay, so, I, I mean, I don't recall ever having had a frog, so I don't know if there's, like, a frog sauce. Um, I'm Googling it right now, live, and uh, <laughs> the first result is Rob Smoke and Rub. <laughs> what? <laughs> a combo of sweet and tangy and frog sauce is spectacular on duck. What is frog sauce? What is Rob smoking? Leg sauce, rub. but that like makes sense. I think oh, it, this is. I incredible. think it has to do with the lettuce sex dolls. No, stop! Don't bring them back into this. They were gone. They're mm. long gone. Mm. Um, but it looks like it's some kind of uh, sauce. But okay. I agree. It is a weird way to describe what the frog is going to do on stage. I really want to talk about the performance. I don't have anything to say about the clues except for okay. Toy Soldiers is it Soldier Boy? Are you kidding me, Ken? It's a it's a very long shot by Ken, I will say Yo. that. Uh the one clue that I got to link it back to my guess from last week is the uh, the CSI highlighted, the letter C, the letter S, the letter I on the keyboard. Um Bow Wow was on the very short-lived show CSI Cyber that ended up uh, not making it that far into its run before it got canceled. So CSI Cyber. that is, yeah, that's the clue there. Obviously, the basketball is the like Mike thing all over again. Um, and that's uh, kind of where we can leave it. I think I still feel pretty confident that that's who we have here. You don't think but, it's uh, yeah, Soldier we, Boy? Uh, there is a, no way this is Soldier you, Boy. He's Soldier primed Boy for a season him. five appearance, but not so, season three. We still have plenty of celebs to sift through before we get to Soldier Boy. Okay. I really want to talk about the song because one of my most favorite things in the entire world is when you take two very disparate things and you mash them up together. And so the fact that the frog took into club by 50 cent and mashed it with some like salsa Cuban jazz style music was so cool. I almost wish that they hadn't put into club by 50 cent as the description when I was watching it because I wanted to go un- I wanted to experience what the judges got to experience and the audience got to experience which was trying to figure out what on earth is going on because then once you figure it out and you realize that he's doing into club oh my god it was so cool it was so cool I loved it I loved this performance it was fun I also know what you're talking about about the uh, the style one of my favorite things is from uh actually the movie hangover at the wedding when they have the band performing candy shop, but it's all like slow dancey. Yeah. Love that. Yes. So I'm very into this as well. I will say there were parts of the song that were not wrapped. Well, I will say that 
Um, but the style was good. It was different. This is what we were t- exactly what we we're talking about. This is what I talked about last week. Where like the frog is doing what I would have wanted the white tiger to do. Have fun, be fun, be creative, but also still be able to carry the tune somewhat. Um, we got more of the good singing last week. We got a lot more of the character and the dancing and the fun this week. But then the the orange tuxedos were a little weird for me. And the gecko masks were... I don't understand why every backup dancer now for this episode had like these budget versions of the main performer that were not good masks wise. So that was a little odd. What was that um, a mask of? Because I didn't think it was a frog. It was like a weird like a gecko lizard alien. A gecko? Nah. Yeah. Nah, fam. Yeah. I've seen those Geico commercials. I know what a gecko looks like. But it looked like the gecko from a video game I played in PS1. Oh, okay. I'm sure that that's exactly what they were channeling. I mean, if this is Bow Wow and he's from that era, then it's not impossible. I don't think he has any say over the masks of the backup dancers. I I would love to find out. (laughs) Um, I did get with the orange tuxedos and the green mask. I did get very much uh, the mask vibe, like the movie, the mask Mm. or the animated series, the mask. Um And the background, kind of like the Mondo Club, it kind of gave me that vibe overall. But this was fun. This was 100% a razzle-dazzle performance, if I do say so myself. That's what I wrote down, Top too. Notch. I wrote down razzle-dazzle. And <laughs> the frog hand motion is like just moving your hands up and down, which is super weird. I don't really get why that's the frog. Um but yeah, I loved this. I loved this so much. This was my favorite performance of the evening. Mm-hmm. I thought I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think the frog's going to go far. I do. I think the frog is our, looking prime to be our seal this season. Our seal? Or our, our leopard. Why? Um, fun performance. Quite a character. Uh, doesn't take themselves too seriously. And is just there to enjoy themselves. Yeah, I thought the his, fox comparison was maybe more apt, but... No, the fox is way better vocally. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so, because, like, when they said triple threat, I'm like, listen, I'll give him the dancing, I'll give the acting, but the singing hasn't been proven yet. If it was Omarion, I think Omarion would fall in that category, because Omarion can sing as well. But, hey, who knows? Maybe next week we get the the frog doing a ballad or something and blows us out of the park. Yeah. Then I'm ready to say triple crown. Uh, For now, you're a double crown at best. That's still a lot. That's two crowns. It's impressive. Yeah, and I'm not. And I'm not trying to. I, I do know. I do realize that I sound negative on the frog. I don't intend on being, but I also don't think that the frog is the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. I think the frog is I. Yeah. And the frog is someone I said preseason. I'm rooting for, and I'm not regretting that decision. The the frog did say they're going to keep bringing the drip and keep bringing the sauce. Classic frog. Froggy sauce. On the stage. I I now hear why it sounded weird when you said froggy sauce. (laughs) Froggy sauce. (laughs) The cannibal that is the frog. With the Inda Club 50 Cent Salsa Cuban Jazz remix. Yeah, is this a, this a song you would like to see end up on Spotify after the season's done? Oh, yeah, Hundo. You mean 50 Double 50 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yikes. You're giving that a thing. Are you like, oh, well, what do you think about that? Double 50. 
Dude, that was a that was a double fifty. Double fifty percent. I'm sure mathematically that kind of doesn't fit, but it's fine. <laughs> Just ask the mouse. Yeah, it was her favorite. She would subject. know. Yeah, who wouldn't? You know who wouldn't know that though is the frog because the frog's favorite subject was PE, which is Dude. the most cop out answer you can have about what your favorite school subject is. Yeah, brah. <laughs> school was basically, not his favorite subject. Yeah, the, basically, I liked that two lesson period where we just got to run around and play soccer. Or at least that was in our school. It was soccer. Yeah, but that's fun though. So, did you ever? Have I mean, to it think- is, but it's a cop out. Everyone likes it. Well, most people like it. Well, not everybody likes it. Well, it's like it's free time is the way I see it. Did you ever have to? Maybe your PE was less structured. Did you ever have to take swimming? We didn't have a swimming pool at our school. Okay, so my high school had a swimming pool. We had to take swimming. And not that I have anything against swimming, but like, I, it's like, I want to get my hair wet every day. So I took water aerobics instead. It was awesome. (laughs) Best decision I ever made. You got to choose? Yeah, dude. Water aerobics was my favorite subject. No, we had a teacher who would, he would have us like stretch and do a lap around the soccer pitch for the first 15 minutes of this one hour and a half class. And then, for the next 15 minutes, he would pick the two most athletic people in the class to be captains, and then they would pick a team each, and then we would play soccer for the rest of the <laughs> And that class. was your that was entire it. PE. For most years. And then one year, our school decided to be like, we want to introduce the kids to all the sports. So for two weeks, we had baseball. For two weeks, we had um, badminton. We had like football, and then we had fo- American football. So it varied one year, but then for the most part, PE was always like, they're like, listen, don't cause any ruckus. Take the soccer ball and just have fun. Cool. Was it your favorite subject? Def. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I think mo- like, I think you can't pick it. You shouldn't pick it. You know, it's like pick something else. Oh, like, like uh, you're going to pull a Jordan Kalish and put some bookshelves behind you to make you seem smart. Like, don't put <laughs> PE as your favorite subject. <laughs> Yeah, like like commit to a to an academic subject because that's clearly what they're asking of you here. I feel like. Well, they want to know your favorite subject. Like art is still can be your favorite subject, or like PE. God, what do you have against people who don't like? Did you not like PE? No, I I just mentioned I loved it. Um, I just think that it shouldn't be allowed for picking because it should be like, what was your favorite subject? I could say, oh. You know, library, where we just got to <laughs> sit in the library for an hour. Like no, that's not dude, a class. That's not a cl- no, PE is a legit class, though. Okay, I, can't I guess like my this experience. Is not, is no, no, different. no. Okay, this does not need to be litigated. Let's no, just, my ex- can we just move on to where Nick Cannon said, "I think the ham sandwich is Doctor Phil." That is skipping quite a bit of content here, Leona Boris. Ah. We, uh, there's quite a bit I want to talk about before we get there. So I guess I'll I'll stop it. I'll digress. You're wrong. I'm right. I'm going to move on. So Alfonso Ribeiro was the guest from Jenny McCarthy and Gabriel Iglesias. It's not him. Uh, Kevin Hart was Ken Jongs. And then Omarion was Robin Thicks, which Omarion, great get for yeah. the show if they end up getting him. Omarion was a great very... guest, though, too, from Robin Thicks. Yeah, no, I thought so, too. They're I thought like so the too. same height, right? They're both short. Yeah, they're about the same height. And Omarion does dance, you know, as seen on You Got Served, the movie. And great singer, you know, look at Icebox. Um, and 
Did he act? I mean, he was in the You Got Served movie, so I guess he can at least act a little. So there. Again, so the reason I don't want to skip right to the ham sandwich is that this podcast, we find out that not only did Liana share the same guest as Ken Jong with Tina Turner, Ken Jong's favorite subject was advanced biochemistry. And who on this panel has a PhD in biochem engineering? <laughs> it's not the tea leaf. It's the cheddar. No, it's not me. Dude, I never. Yeah. No, no, no. I never had to take biochemistry. I'm an but engineer. But it's your favorite subject. No, it's not my favorite subject. My favorite subject was probably one of my engineering design classes or my tissue engineering classes. Developments was pretty cool, too. You know what my favorite subject was? No, no, no. You know what? I take it all back. P.E. Don't do it. I knew you were going to do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm a biomedical engineer. I took. Okay, I actually really like chemistry when I was in high school and then I took it in college and I was like, nah, I'm going to be an engineer. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, I um. So in the British system, you take all the classes, all the subjects until grade nine, and then you get to choose and they're in blocks. So I went with all business tier. So I, instead of biophysics and chemistry, I took business economics and accounting. So I haven't done any science since grade eight. That's insane to me. Yeah. So a lot of just basic science knowledge, I would probably not know. What's the powerhouse of the cell? Oh, the, the, the cytoplasm. No, what was it? No, 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 no. The, the mitochondria. (laughs) Yeah, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. (laughs) Yeah. Why did I say cytoplasm? Uh, Cytoplasm is kind of like the stuff that's like in the cell. See? Yeah, but it's... (laughs) Boom, science. (laughs) Let's do it for science. Yeah, that's as far as I go with the science. Uh, Robin Thicke said trigonometry, Nicole Scherzinger said philosophy, and then once Nicole did like the bit with the philosophy, I realized that they were all just making fun of the whole thing. So none of these were serious. I just thought I could make fun of you for having a lot in common with Ken Jong. He's an MD. He is an MD. Not an MC, an MD. Can we talk ham sandwich now? Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you have to say about the ham sandwich? Jason Derulo would be the ham sandwich. Like that song, Go Ahead, Go Ham Sandwich. Just that one line for Jason Derulo is what would get you there. Jason Derulo. There's a lot better that you can say for Jason Derulo, I feel like. He was in Cats. He was in Cats. He could be the passport. Um. (laughs) Oh, so, so much you could say. Yeah, he could, be the, he could be the what you say. Um, he could be the the head. He could be the trumpet. He could be the trumpet. There you go. Yeah, the trumpet would be great for Jason Derulo. I love Jason Derulo. He has oh, a really awesome. bad collaboration though with Megan Trainer. That's not so great. It's okay though. That album, whatever that is, is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was a good album uh, way back when. It wasn't that long ago. That was only like four years ago. That's that's quite a bit ago, Liana. What? That was not quite a bit ago. It was a decade ago. No way. Yeah, we're in the twenties now. Oh, so anything that was last year was ten years ago? I mean, on like technicality, but I'm talking four years. That's almost half a decade ago. That's pretty far along. Mm. No. Everything is four by Jason Derulo. That was from Studio Album. 
2015. Yeah, that's worse. five years ago. That's even that's, five. That's even older. Than I, oh God. <laughs> okay. Well, Jason Derulo uh, went around the world, even though he doesn't speak the language. And if you are interested in going around the world or just traveling locally, check out Expedia. Expedia is having a sale, and you can use our Expedia links. This is in both the United States and Canada. At Anytime. It costs nothing extra to the listener and it helps out our podcasts. So definitely use that. Um, they're also having a deal up to 40% off on select hotels. So devs, check that out. Uh, the link that you can use is robhasawebsite.com slash travel. And now let's hear a word from our other sponsors. And we're back. Now I can't wait to taco taco about the taco did i do it did i do good you stole the segue i had ready yes aha okay so puya what did you think about the clues for the taco the clues from the taco so i mean the taco is another one of these polarizing ones where the clues are very all over the place there were there was like a whoopee cushion there was a kick in the groin and then they called their their partner the most stunning taco in the galaxy. And then it like zoomed in on a Gemini star sign. The Then their partner had lime eyes. There were chili peppers. There was like a hair piece in a, in a tray or like a toupee. And they dedicated the song to their, their partner. But I got nothing out of it. I know that last week I talked about it being potentially Tom Bergeron. But I didn't see any following links to Tom Bergeron. I am about to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Sure. Okay. So we zoom in on the galaxy, a.k.a. stars. We see the Gemini constellation. Dancing stars, with the stars. Dancing with the stars, which Tom Bergeron mm. hosts. Go blammo. Don't know what a hairpiece has anything to do with that, but boom. Also, whoopee cushions. Also, America's Funniest Home Videos. For some reason, I could see it. Huh? huh? Like, whoopee cushion. It's like a prank, you know? America's oh, Funniest yeah, Home Videos. The- it's like, oh, dad slipped and fell on a whoopee cushion. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, if it is, then it makes sense. If not, I am completely barking up the wrong taco, but I think that that might be close. No, I think that's very good. You took you found the links that I wasn't finding. And if we put them together with last week, it definitely seems more and more like it's him. And if it is him, he can really sing. And I did not know that of him at all until this show. Like that performance was I think this was my favorite of the night, if I'm being honest. I, the theme was awesome. There was a taco truck. There was it was a taco fest. And even the one the one backup dancer, which is sometimes all you need. The one backup dancer had margaritas and the, it had the lime mask still. And it was very, it was all just very well put together. It all linked up. The Bossa Nova baby by Elvis was definitely working to the tacos wheelhouse. And. I thought this was the most fun performance of the night. I did. And the taco does like a little shimmy at one point. It was good. I, w- I don't know if it's because I expected less of the taco and the tacos blowing me away, but I definitely enjoyed this performance. Yeah, 100%. 
or should I say two times 50%? Because I am also still shocked when I see the taco saying, just because there's something about that costume that you just do not expect that voice to come mm. out of. It's just, it's just, it's amazing. There was the woman in the audience uh, during this performance who just had her mouth agape. That was me. Just wow. So shocked. And then, of course, the woman in the audience dancing and rocking out. Also, by the way, Nick Cannon was like really dancing it up with everybody in the audience this go round. I thought that that was something funny. But yeah, amazing. Really, really fun. Not my favorite mm-hmm. performance, but really enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think the taco is going to make it to the next round. I yeah, feel. I think the taco. Yeah, I agree with that. Who do you think we'll lose? I think we'll keep Frog, Taco, and Kitty. I think we'll probably lose Banana next. Yeah, I, I think that's the safe call. Is that we'll lose Banana? Or no, we're not losing the Frog. We're not. I think yeah, I think it's Banana. I I can't see it being anyone else. But we have had that happen and be wrong in the past. So we'll see where that goes. I think it's taco though. If we're if if we're if gonna we talk about banana. Who, yeah, if we don't lose banana, I do worry it could be taco just because I have a feeling like taco has his genre that he really likes to sing. <laughs> and if he and does think, the same one again, yes. Yeah. But although yeah, if it does come down to the judges, I could see them maybe wanting to keep I don't know. We'll see what banana has to do. It really comes down to song choices. But anyway, fun. Fun fun. Fun, fun. Uh, another person that kind of did not answer the favorite subject. Um, they were a class clown and were put in a closet for bad behavior, but they loved it because they didn't have to be a part of class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't that abuse? Can you shove people in closets? Is that a thing? I, I feel, feel like, like I feel like depending on what era the uh, the uh, tacos from, that could have been a more accepted thing. At the time when the yeah. when the taco was was just a crap. There's no tiny taco. Taquito. A tic- oh, yeah. <laughs> how cute! All rolled out. A little taquito. Okay. So the judges looked at the taco and thought this could be either Seth MacFarlane, Ted Danson, or Alec Baldwin. Did you feel strongly opposed or for any of these guesses? All bad. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the Ted Danson one. I mean, I thought it was fun when you know Robin Thicke tried to make the connections afterwards. But yeah, I, Ted Danson's much taller, and it's not Ted Danson. And I think Seth MacFarlane would be a good one for this show, but I don't know if he's quite there in his career yet. Yeah, I don't think so. He's busy. Yeah. He's he's doing things. And of course, the last but not least, we uh, get the last performer of the night, and it's Kitty, and. Kitty walks out, talks about performing as a kitty was the fan was a So Kitty starts her clue package by saying performing as the kitty was a fantasy and there is sewing kitty, there is a needles, they talk about a, making a pillow or a modern dress and like there's a designer thing going on, there's a little red riding hood um which none of them talked about it being a link to hand handmaid's handmaid's tale. But I've seen enough promos on Amazon to be like, it could be that. Um, again, don't know who this is. I can't oh, link anybody to it. Oh, Handmaid's Tale. Right? Like, I that's what I think. I didn't even think about that. I, I got um, a little, little Red Riding Hood also. Yeah, that's what they were talking about. And I was like, well, am I the only one that's seeing this other thing that it could be too? 
You think it could be somebody from Handmaid's Tale? Well, I'm opening the wiki for that show right now because I don't watch that show. Um, hmm. But so I'm just looking at the wiki right now. And Elizabeth Moss is on that show. Could it be her? I have no idea who this person is. No, me neither. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but oh, we have no idea. This is this for me. Yeah. The kitty and the kangaroo are the two that I do not know about. Yeah, or that I don't even have a kind of inkling. I have a sense of the type of person I think the banana is. I don't know exactly who it is, but I think I have a general idea. For the kitty, I have no clue. This could be a singer. This could be an actress. This could be a seamstress. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have genuinely no idea. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It could be Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. It could, that, okay, maybe. Soldier Boy, tell him. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of the references you brought up last week with the uh with the kitty uh some of the references from last week yeah like you because you you made some you figured out some of the stuff like the theatery stuff that was going on well that would uh require me to remember oh yes okay all right sorry i pulled out i just pulled out my notes so trip to the moon was one of the movie clips that was shown. Don't think of me as the person I've become, but as the person's that person I once was. And then you have the shattering of the rose. Shattering of the rose. So. Home with the weird and the wonderful. I have no idea who this person is. I don't either. But so there's another person on this cast for hands, Handmaid's Tale. Um, and it's Alexis Bledel. Who um I only know of her because of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and she was in uh, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore she Girls. was Girls. Yeah, yeah. So those are the two oh, things. I, yeah. So I'm like, I don't really know if she can sing like that, but this could be a great one. That's why I asked you if you could remember because I'm looking at the filmography, but like none of them stood out to me in any way. Um, so I don't know. I, I'd be intrigued if the Handmaid's Tale thing comes back to uh, be a link, but. Even though um, whoever this is, I think has probably the strongest voice we've heard on the show thus far. I um, think she's a really, really strong performer. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, it's very good. And like, it was so simple. The there was it was a smoky floor, which I liked. Um, the voice stood on its own, and then for some reason, I did enjoy this weird leaning tower of disco balls that the kitty was standing in between. <laughs> um, and then there's this one moment where like Robin Thicke's like eyes are closed and he's really feeling the song. Like Robin, please open your eyes. Like I don't, I don't want to look at you like this. And the song was "Mercy" by Brett Young, and I, I just really enjoyed the performance. It kind of reminded me of when, um, when the Rottweiler was the last performer of the night and did the Lewis Capaldi song. I kind of got the same vibe of like we're ending the night with like the strong vocal performance. So that being said. I think we need to see, like, because the kitty's done kind of two ver. I know they mentioned that the kitty did two slow songs, but the kitty did like a sexy kitty, dangerous woman last week, and then did this slower song this week. So maybe next week, if we get a more upbeat song, then we've seen like quite a few angles of the kitty. 
I'm yeah, here for I'm, the kitty. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the kitty's performance. I'm looking forward to the frog's performance. Those are the two I'm really, I'm really saving my cheddar for. <laughs> I'm re- I honestly am ready to taco about a new taco performance if the taco does a different genre. Yeah, he'll give you something to taco about. Yes. Yes. And hopefully, honestly, if I'm going to critique the, the the frog a little bit, hopefully the frog doesn't come out with another rap song. Right. But we'll see. I, I, well, I think, okay, I think that that, again, if we're talking formula to win, I think being able to show diversity in your performances is really crucial. And so Very it doesn't so. matter what your genre is. You have to be somewhat diverse in the performances. I think that that has been demonstrated now that I've seen this is what the third U.S. season. I watched the AU version and I finished the U.K. version this week. So I I, I really think that I've I've cracked the code. Yes. Now, if only you could have cracked the guessing code. I knew it was Dionne Warwick. You did. You did. I, I, I should give you more credit for that. Hooray. And Chaka Khan was on your short list of 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> along with people who had died. So. Yeah. Oof. oof. Not good. <laughs> Dion Warwick is an honorary coach for the Raiders. I had no idea. That so was cool. so cool. Yeah. yeah. You go, Dion Warwick. Do your thing. Do your thing and get that cheddar. Coach that cheddar, baby. <laughs> I really regret calling you the cheddar for this episode. I've embraced go. it now. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Reclaiming the cheddar. <laughs> uh, my first thought was the brie, but then I thought that wasn't as good. Debris. No. <laughs> like, get this debris off the stage. So, the final <laughs> guesses of the night. Um, well, okay, so first, the mouse is voted to be going home. I wasn't surprised. I I thought that the mouse maybe shouldn't have, but also, given all the stuff we had seen and how everyone else had the higher energy and the more enjoyable all-rounders, it was the mouse's time to go, as sad as it is. Um, the thing is, I think, ultimately, you know, yeah, different genres is a thing. But also, I think mobility matters. I really do. I think being able to dance a little bit helps. Being able to like walk around, give a little bit more stage presence helps. Um, and I think you're really disadvantaged if you're standing in one spot and having like random stuff go on around you that doesn't fit the song. And I think that's what really brought the mouse down on this one. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I think you can. Yes. Well, I'm just trying to think. I mean, we've obviously seen performers that there is sort of it's just them on the stage. But I think Mm -hmm. to your point, there's nothing else going on around them. There's nothing to kind of distract you. I don't know. Yeah. It felt like they needed to spice it up a little bit by throwing some mice out there, tossing, <laughs> yeah. tossing the cheddar, if you so will. You think, think about the uh, the kangaroos performance where they're just standing in between all the mirrors. Like that's like not right. really moving around. Even the kitty on the night is standing in between these two leading towers of disco balls. But that's it. Like there's mm-hmm. no like extra stuff. There's no like random performance kicking around in front of them. And if it is like a thing you mentioned where you know, depending on where you're sitting, the audio's hitting different, then the ambiance has to entice you and draw you in. And quite frankly, I didn't know what aspect of the ambiance I was supposed to be drawn in by because there was so many random things going on. Gotta give them that razzle dazzle. Give me the razzle dazzle and give me a good razzle dazzle, not a bad, not a 
Basil Basil Dazzle. Sure. <laughs> hey, listen, Razzle Dazzle has become a staple in this uh, podcast, so maybe other things will catch on too. Egg. Like the cheddar. The cheddar. That'll be our catchphrase. Why do, Why does Renap be the only podcast that gets a catchphrase? <laughs> we can make up our own. I, oh I my hate... gosh. Oh, yes. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to change subjects. Well, I hate to break it to you, but in this instance, cheddar is not better. Yeah. No, you're right. Sad. Okay. <laughs> Mass Singer Shop. Guys, did you see the promo for the Mass Singer Shop? I did not. What? You didn't what? get that either? Dude! The Mass Singer Shop. It's a real thing. Okay. So go to massingershop.com. Okay. One word. Yeah. Massingershop.com. You can buy accessories, apparel, mugs, and drinkware. You can buy what phone is cases. Drinkware. It's just a mug. That's all it is. Or at this oh. point, it's just, it's just a mug that says "Don't talk to me" oh. and then it has a Mass Singer logo on the back. It is so freaking cool. This I'm stuff outside is so of the cool. service region. I can't. It's only available in the states. Oh no. Okay. So does anybody want to? It's free shipping. Orders over a hundred dollars. I'll be at the New York KIA. Let's all go in on an order. I kid you not. I have been sitting with this open since I watched the episode, trying so incredibly hard not to buy everything here. I want to buy a notebook, I want to buy a shirt, and I want to buy the mug. Mostly the mug. I'm very, very excited about the mug. Also, if I didn't take uh, computer notes and I took physical notes, I would definitely get one of these notebooks. It is very exciting. We have been talking about how they've needed to make stuff for the show for so long. They're finally doing it. Still no stuffed animals, though. They really, really need to make the stuffed animals. That's I feel like that's they where they're going to make... I'm fine with all the other stuff, but I really do think that that would be a great addition. Also, for some reason, the robot gets his own crew neck black sweatshirt. I'm sorry, what? When because did the robot become so iconic? Just because it's the one that they've always guessed wrong? Yeah, the one they goofed on. Nah, there's also a hoodie that says don't talk to me, which I just kind of want anyway, because then people <laughs> who don't know anything about it. Oh, man, that would be so good. Uh, I think that it's a mistake to buy that hoodie because I feel like it's one of those situations where it's exactly what you want to happen, but it's exactly what will not happen. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's good. I don't know. I there's one with the monster on it, which is super cute. But anyway. that's all they need to put on there to to get your attention. Truly, I know the monster. <laughs> the mug is really great, though. I actually might consider getting that for work. Well, we'll see. You 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 let me know how the mug is because I can't order it even if I wanted to. Can you see the website? No, it like opens for me and then it says you are out of the region and I have to press OK oh. and then it'll just take me to the website and take me away from the shop. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, well, we'll figure it out. I'll I'll show you everything. You're going to buy me something. I already know, but like I'll pretend I'm surprised when it happens. Okay, well, what do you want? Do you want a do you want a phone case that says don't talk to me? Do you want a shirt that says don't talk to me? I'm definitely going to buy you something that says don't talk to me. Is that all they've done on this? Is it just don't talk to me merch? No, no, no. There's other stuff. There's a sweatshirt with the thingamajig on it. There's one with the master logo. Is there one with the leopard the on it? No, no. Okay, I'll take the the the, the thingamajig. Do you want the that. thingamajig? Do you want a t-shirt that says banana and robot and kangaroo and Miss Monster and White Tiger? I will buy that for you. Oh my gosh, this one has okay, how about this one? Here's a long sleeve t-shirt. It's Miss Monster, the frog, the banana, <laughs> and the llama. It's a weird bunch. 
What an odd assortment. I think those were actually the ones that they used in the promo the promo. beginning of the season. Yeah, it's like the the the, the, pro, the first promo they put out with like the four at the fin, around the finale of season two. Who is that? <laughs> so yeah, it's a big possibility that these were released um, or created right around the time the premiere was happening and the finale was happening. And they haven't revisited to update their stuff since. So we should keep a lookout, uh, have a merch watch and see where we, it heads as the season goes along. <laughs> merch watch. Merch watch. Now, what I did watch and notice, Liana, is that Dionne Warwick loved being there. She gets unmasked and she's just happy. And they appreciated her being there. And she said, thank you for having me. And in her unmasked interview, she talked about the experience being an absolute ball. She loved the mouse outfit she had. She says, the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm terrified of mice, but I didn't mind being Mama Mouse. Um, and it was wonderful to be anonymous. And the hardest thing for her was not telling anybody. She just hated not being able to do that. And getting to see was tricky, which we've heard from a bunch of people that seeing through those masks are hard. How did you feel? And what was your overall impression on Dion once she got unmasked? Well, I'm just happy that she had fun, unlike Shaka Khan, who very Oof. clearly did not enjoy the process. Uh, that mm -hmm. was really nice to see. So I'm happy that Dion enjoyed herself. And it seems, yeah, like she was having a, a really great time. And I think she recognized that her performance was a little rocky. And so I think when it was revealed that she was in the bottom, she was probably OK with it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's sad to see her go. But honestly, in the sea of talent we have in Group B, I can't be too sad because it's a situation where we would have lost someone that was pretty good anyway. Unless, obviously, Banana went, then you'd be fine. Um, but I'm sure there are greener pastures for Dion, and I'm sure that the Super 9 will miss her, but she will have her vengeance via someone taking down the White Tiger. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> um. Now, we'll uh, tackle a couple questions here, and then we'll get out of everyone's way. So, okay. yes. Uh, so, Anne-Marie asks, whose hand audience motions do you prefer from this group? Well, the who is it that I talked about? The frogs are weird. Yeah, it's like, I, the frogs is all about the webbed hands. I think that's why they're oh. doing that. Oh, and the banana needed the... The props. <laughs> um, yeah, the mouse's one makes sense. It's the cute little mouse ears. Uh, but the it frog... It was like nibbly last time, so I think they changed it. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I wasn't paying attention to the evolution of the hand gestures. Yeah. What's the tacos again? <laughs> the, the, the letter T and the letter A, like the, oh, the yeah. egg motion to form like a taco, yeah. but then the A or the T to kind of like specify which yeah. one. That's too complicated. And I don't know what kitties is, so I'm going to go with the frogs. I think the kitties or the tacos is the one I preferred most. Okay. Yeah. I think I like the tacos being a two-step verification process because <laughs> it's different. <laughs> right. It's, so, but it's too complicated for me. I mean, it's not like a YMCA where you got to do four things. It's just two things. True. Got to stay at the taco shell and the letter T. A. See? <laughs> Why don't they just spell out taco then? We're gonna. That's eat. too much. T A C O. That's not hard. You just said that it was complicated to do two motions, and yeah, I but now it's to a motions. beat. Now it's to a beat. 
No, but that, the, now it's letters. I think the ta- the first one is a the shell. It's a taco shell. Oh, like it's ed- a taco shell. I I think so. I'm not quite sure on what it means, but it's fun. I'll give it that. It's, it's fun. fun. And uh, the worst one's uh, the mouse, but the mouse is gone, so I don't need to push mouse down when the mouse is already down. What would be the ham sandwiches? Hand motion, like probably um, like nom. yeah, like <laughs> your you're hands holding a si- sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like your hands holding a sandwich and then your mouth chewing. Oh, you could I do envision. a whole dance. No, you could do an assembling the ham sandwich. So you know, you like take your pieces of bread and then you spread your your mustard and then you put your ham on the ham sandwich. And then you put the other piece of bread and then you're like dancing with your ham sandwich. You can have a whole you choreographed routine. Cannot tell me. That the tacos is way too long and complicated, and then now you're making a double decker ham and cheese sandwich on like sidelines watching the ham sandwich perform. Love me some lunch meat. Like <laughs> you're trying to throw a slice of tomato in when everyone else is putting the slice of cheese and you're off sync now. And then how do you catch up? Do you just improvise? Do you just like wait till everyone like clearly puts the ham on and then you also put the ham like it's a disaster yeah this, boy get this, your this ham a sloppy on. sandwich no yeah put the cheddar on that ham sandwich and what if it's like a, what if someone doesn't indulge in ham then do they feel left out because they don't want to eat a ham sandwich and put like, that fake ham on your ham sandwich <laughs> we got veggie options y'all it's the impossible ham sandwich. It's the impossible ham sandwich. That's what it should be. Not just the ham sandwich, but it's the impossible ham <laughs> sandwich. And it's totally Dr. Phil. <laughs> no, it's Dr. Oz if it's the impossible ham sandwich. Yeah, whatever. Dr. Oz. I mean, they're all fake, but it's they're, fine. Yeah, they're all uh, not great. So, William asked or said, so... William said, I'm ready to be hyperbolic and say the mouse's performance was the worst in three seasons of The Masked Singer. Off-key and a terrible rendition, why didn't she sing the main part of the song? Do you know the main... Yeah, you know the main song. It's the This Will Be from the, the Parent Trap soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, of course. Famously from the Parent Trap soundtrack. In my world, that's what it's famous for. Yeah. Um, I, I, as, <laughs> look, I'm not gonna lie. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. But I think that there's there have to have been worse performances. The pineapple stands out in my mind, but I'd have to go back and re-listen. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what the pineapple did. <laughs> so I think the pineapple made it a second round, though. I think. Tom yeah, Tom I think the pineapple it. outlasted the the hippo. Oh, you know what? You know who was worse? Um. Uh, Terry Bradshaw was really bad. And he I mean, sur- he wasn't- didn't he survive like an extra round too? Yeah, who went out first? The hippo, Antonio Brown. Oh, that was really bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, there have been some worse ones. I mean, this one wasn't great. I think especially just because, you know, it's such a, you have such an icon. Look, you have some your voice deteriorates a little bit as you get older. Okay. Look, my mm-hmm. voice will do that too. I, my whole body will do that one day. All right. That's just, the, that's what happens. That's the world. And so I think maybe that combined with, you know, the, the lack of the razzle McDazzle here probably added to it. But in terms of vocal performances, I do think we've seen worse. I, I think we've seen worse as well. And I think even in the, like, this season, like there's been a, there's been a bad one here or there. But I think on the night, it was the fair call. And I know that Felipe asked, you know, can R&B slash Soul Diva Queen ever win this show? 
You've touched on it. Gladys Knight made it far. It's definitely possible. It just wasn't Dionne Warwick's time or group. Honestly, it all goes back to the thing as well. Like, these are randomly assigned groups. In any, if you put um, the mouse instead of the llama on the other side, who knows what happens? Maybe they go further. It's random groups. It depends on the audience. It depends on the song choice. And then it depends on what the audience is yearning for. Do, are they yearning for like, soulful voice or are they yearning for like goofy colors and dancing and jumping around because then like those are two different things they're looking for and if you don't have that then they won't give you the vote so do you know it's random is that real i mean it's random in the sense that they are picking it yeah but they're know? not gonna put sh- oh, okay so it's ra- it's not random then if it's someone's no. picking it i mean we don't know that it could be random i don't gonna know put shaka khan and dion warwick in the same group no i and i don't doubt that um what i'm saying is that if you put her in a different group of the different crop of these performers you could have a different result like she's not damned to being second out of her group no matter where you put her is what i'm saying and depending on the night and so on Okay, sure. But I think the crux of the question is is to win, right? And I think now we've seen two winners in the US seasons. I and then I've seen one in AU and one in UK. And I I genuinely think that there is somewhat of a formula to win. And I think that anybody could win the show as long as you have you you really do have to be able to do the performances and the singing. And I think as long as you can hit both and if you can figure out a way to do the performances, you don't have to be dancing all over the place. So so the I'll talk about this later, but the UK, we saw some people do really well that didn't necessarily they weren't necessarily dancing all over the stage, but they had good stage presence. And so I think that there's a way around it. So I definitely think it's possible, but you have to be strategic with the way that you play the game. For sure. And I think, you know, the closer you are to being that triple threat, the better your odds. I mean, look no further than last year, our final three spoiler alert for those of you who have not checked out the show skip about 15 seconds but we had the flamingo who was a triple threat we had the fox who was a triple threat and then we had the rottweiler who was a double threat with a very strong ability to captivate the audience without dancing Mm -hmm. so i think you need you need that and there is a formula to it and i think unfortunately for the mouse they had maybe one of three yeah and uh last but not least AC Mazzaro, Antonio Mazzaro himself asked, what's more likely that the audience is blowing these votes and sending legends home or that certain star slash legends only agreed to a couple of appearances. And so, quote, the audience votes them out. And we've talked about rigging on this show before. We've talked about, you know, do, do, do this production, just pick what they want. We even talked about, you know, Lil Wayne, did Lil Wayne do a one one appearance contract deal? How do you think, once and for all, like, what's your true opinion on how it is? I love me a good conspiracy theory. And I Mm -hmm. love that Antonio's the one asking this question. I, ugh. I want to say, yeah, of course. I think, I think Patty LaBelle, that was definitely a situation. Stop. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it in my heart of hearts. I believe that she wanted to go home. But in this circumstance, I, I think that, Dion Warwick wanted to be there. I think this was a situation 
um, like I've heard from a couple people who have attended the shows that it can be hard to hear the singing voice. And, you know, it really is about the performance. And so I think that she struggled a little bit with that aspect tonight. So I get it. I think this one is legit, but I still believe there could be a conspiracy out there. <laughs> so I'll take the other end of that stick and say that I feel like I have no reason to doubt that people are genuinely voting. Um, oh, no. Now, I, I mean, it's possible that people are genuinely voting, but then there's also the production component as well. See, I don't buy that. Or I, at least maybe I don't want to buy that. I think whoever makes it further simply makes it further, whether it's on the night, on the back of their performance, on the back of someone else's misfortunes. Uh, but that's how I'm choosing to look at it. Because I don't want to be in a world where I have to think production edged Rob Gronkowski to make it to the Super 9. I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to go to one to once and for all know what is really going on and how the sausage is made. How fun. We can use our our Expedia link. Let's go. That's very true. That's very (laughs) true. (laughs) All right. This was a fun episode i had a lot of fun talking with you about all this liana and next week we'll be back again to wrap up group b in the championships wait 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 wait, wait, wait. okay wait, wait 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 okay yeah we'll be back to do that but i have a few quick thoughts on the mass singer uk can i can i share them Sure. Okay, so for those of you who didn't watch the mass singer uk or you don't want to be spoiled skip ahead maybe like a minute okay so f- Okay, here are my thoughts. One, I really loved it. It was so, 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 so fun. The costumes were really enjoyable. I I liked them so much more, I think, than the U.S. costumes. And I was so happy with the winner. This was the first time that I really fell fallen in love with a contestant in the same way that I did with the monster. Also, Birkin CeeLo Green was there. Okay, also, the host of the Mass Singer UK, Puya, I feel like you would appreciate this. He is so bad with all of the jokes and the puns. So there was one that really stood out to me. And he said, this next singer is making quite a stir, a monster. And then he looks at the camera. He he like bites his lip, does a fist pump and makes the like nailed it kind of face. He's like, yeah, like I really just killed this one. And it was really funny. And he does it all the time. And it's so bad, but it's so funny. I loved the queen bee. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm happy. All right, we can wrap things up now. I'm done. Okay, well, let's keep the Liana train going. Liana, where can people find you and what are you going to be up to? You can find me on social media at Liana Boris. I am recording the RHAP BNB with Mike Bloom and our special guest Rourke from Survivor to talk about, you guessed it, Survivor. Can't wait for that. And then I'm also getting together with Amon Adwin and Brent Walgamont to talk about the premiere of season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. So look for that. That should be coming out after this weekend. Uh, Today's 27. So yeah, well, whatever. You'll find it. And then my sister and I are going to be getting together to talk about Lego Masters. So we're doing sort of an episode four recap, but then also talking about episodes two and three. And then, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. So all of those things should be coming out in reality TV or hop ups or their individual threads, Survivor or RuPaul's Drag Race. Amazing. And you can find me on Twitter 
or any major platform at Puyaism. Uh, Big Brother Canada cast dropped yesterday. So you know that's going to be coming up. It's going to premiere in about a week, and I'm stoked. This cast looks strong. Uh, you will catch me doing some live feed updates for sure. Uh, but until then, I'll be hanging out. I'll be having fun. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see where we go from here with uh, The Masked Singer. Um, I'm kind of ready now to move on from Group B to C, if I'm being honest, because I just want to keep going. And we still have one more week to get there. Last but not least, if you could, please leave a rating and review for us. Uh, you can find that on www.robasawebsite.com slash masked singer, one word. It means a lot. It always helps uh, for us to be found. And your support is always appreciated in any way, shape, or form. You are all leopards to us. None of you are bananas to us. And we will unmask you next week. Bye.